0: You're listening to Cinema Snarks. I'm Larry. And I'm Ren, And we are going to tell you how we really feel. And today, we're letting you know how we really feel about The Green Knight, as well as King Arthur adaptations to film. And a little bit in the television realm as well.
1: Just sort of a little. It's basically (laughs) a film.
0: So we just need to admit, we have been meaning to record this specific one for a couple of weeks. Life has just been in the way. So thankfully, we've gotten back on inputting, outputting uh, media recently. So this one just... This one's a little delayed. It's a little delayed since we've seen the film.
1: But... But this also wasn't like, run out and see it summer film. So hopefully
0: the conversation will be looping back around to the Green Knight come award season. Hint, hint on what we're about to say in our review. (laughs) We would like to see it happen. Uh, Discussion come up in award season again, please. But- (laughs) The Green Knight is an adaptation of the Green Knight or Sir Gawain and the Green Knight, the King Arthurian tale following Gawain as he seeks to prove himself. He accepts the challenge of the Green Knight and delivers a fatal blow that in turn costs him a trip to meet the giant knight himself. One year later on Christmas Eve to receive the same treatment. And along the way, Gowen has to come and overcome different obstacles.
1: Are we waiting for the... <laughs> just got really loud I don't know how loud it is in here (laughs) what are they doing are they leaf blowing it's very quiet we can just put it out there you Uh, might hear a high-pitched whine we apologize it is the recording
0: in summer and and yard work is being done I apologize (laughs) but so On his quest to find the Green Knight, Sir Gowen comes across several obstacles that have him prove his valor. So I was quite excited for this film heading in. I love Dev Patel, and I generally like A24 quite a bit, particularly when it comes into weird type of horror. This is not a horror film, but... (laughs) It kind of had that that same slow burn horror vibe, for sure. And that's typically when A twenty four gets real divisive amongst general audiences. And I come out on the I loved it side. So (laughs) (laughs) I the slow burns. Yeah, like I love Hereditary. I love Midsummer. No,
1: I am. uh, I don't always love the slow burns. It really depends because sometimes the slow burn is just slow. Did you like the witch? I-, I liked it. It was fine. It was not my favorite of the like slow burn horrors. Mm-hmm. I loved Midsummer. I think for me the key with a slow burn is I need to be delighted visually. <sighs> Or like through the acting and characterization, right? Like, so watching Toni Collette lose her mind in Hereditary is like, okay, great. This is fun to watch.
0: And although that one's a slow burn, I mean, that one ramps. Some of these don't ramp up that high. Like they stay pretty slow. Hereditary ramps.
1: (laughs) Yeah, also Hereditary has that like mystery element of it. Like what in the hell is going on? Whereas I don't think the witch has as much of a like full on mystery. It's just like the devil's playing around he's creating fuckery and And i mean of course it gets to a point
0: once the goat starts talking and stuff we we amp it a little bit it just doesn't amp a lot but speaking of the witch though two of those actors actually found their way into the green knight so there's that though one of them is under a lot of prosthetic and makeup uh so He just has a very distinct, big voice. Yeah, the Green Knight himself. Uh, His voice is just so distinctive that that's the only way you know. And then our good old Lysa Aaron from Game of Thrones (laughs) is also in The Witch and in The Green Knight. I'm pretty sure her career trajectory just went from, I am best known and most remembered for breastfeeding a 10-year-old. I can never play just in regular woman ever again in my career. It it can't happen. So I'm pretty sure that was how her career has gone since that do moment. You tend
1: to end up in uh, <laughs> a, a a box when you do such a memorable job of being full on crazy creepy breastfeeding weirdo. Yes. And she
0: she plays the creep kid. She's great as that mother and the witch and mm-hmm. uh, she's not full on creepy here but they definitely give her creepy stuff to do. So, uh mm-hmm. uh called me uncultured and Uh, just, you know, swine, but I have never, I had before this, never read the poem, the story that this is based on. And I've read quite a bit of King Arthur tales. I was in like Brit lit in high school. Um, Nerd. So that kind of fun stuff, but I had never read this one. I actually going in until you suggested the overall topic, I didn't realize this was actually Uh, based off of a King Arthur tale. So Mm -hmm. had you read it before?
1: Uh, I hadn't. I meant to read it okay. for the podcast too and just never got it right. It's very long. <laughs> it's, yeah. I mean, it felt like a book long, but it was just like, you know, if we couldn't even get around to recording this podcast, I <laughs> could not get around to reading. Can't get around to reading that. Um, I will say uh, one of my best friends, uh, Liz, she is an English major and she has read the whole thing and she gave me her very strong opinions about it. So uh, I-, I was glad that she told me because you and I loved it and she hated it. Hated it. Hated the movie. She hated it. And it came from like a full on, like, nerdy, oh. like, angry about the, um, it not being Nothing. what it was no. intended to be sort of place, which, you know, I totally get. I'm often <laughs> from that place of like, this is incorrect. Um, her, we're her, much, her, we're film nerds here. So, yeah. Nerds, yeah. It's <laughs> so, a little. <laughs> We, we got wrapped up real quick in
0: yeah. the filmmaking of it all.
1: Yes. Yeah. She, she was not, she, she was like, it was beautiful. She like, she, uh, she agreed that it was like visually stunning, but she was very upset. A thing about just like the plot lines. She had a really, uh, so the two things that I remember her specifically being like really upset about, Um, I know. She's not like, she just did her like nerd rant thing. And she wasn't like crying or weeping or anything. But she was like, she wasn't so like she me was, after Game of Thrones. Yes. yes. Correct. Average,
0: regular <laughs> yes. person, nerd rage, not her Correct.
1: Yes. So, uh, her, uh, her two key things that I think she remember, uh, she, she didn't really like, uh, she felt she did not feel that the idea of, um, debauchery and, uh, being kind of uh, loose and and, um, uh, uncouth uh, and free flowing as a man and then uh, converting that into courage, which was the original uh, iteration of the movie. She did not feel that that came through when she said it. I was like, I'm pretty sure that came through for me that seemed to be the meaning for me of the film but she didn't feel that it was properly conveyed uh and then she also was really upset about uh a saint winifred saint yeah is that who it is saint winifred she was upset about that because that's not in the green knight at all and it's a whole thing about saint winifred is the only welsh um saint and they basically stole her the british were like she's ours now we got a note from God that she's ours. She, she wants, she wants you to put her bones here in, in England now. So, um, so she thought that was kind of strange. And I think she was uh, a little upset on the behalf of the Welsh. Um, (laughs)
0: So uh, from the a British, nerdy, yeah. British have done that to many folks, Uh maybe not yes, that yeah. exactly, but th- they've kind of been infamous for doing totally. that throughout history. Yeah,
1: no, And it's funny. So it's funny that she said it, because when we finished watching it, I felt like it it seemed like it was written by a nerd. Like the whole movie really felt like it was somebody who had done a lot, a lot of research mm-hmm. on that time period and the symbolism of different things and had put a lot of thought into these each little tiny choices that they made um so you know uh she i, I we are all allowed to have differences of opinion. Yeah. i will say i am not as big of a english lit nerd as she is at all um, but I am a bit of a just general nerd, um, and <laughs> uh, I was the one who suggested authorian films like yeah. a nerd. Um,
0: just, so-, so the thing with me is I, I agreed to a point is I wish my my one really only negative when I first reviewed this film was that we didn't get enough of that longing for a quest beforehand. Mm -hmm. Like, they Mm kind of show him a little Mm -hmm. bit, and she tells him, the queen tells him, like, Mm -hmm. oh, not yet you don't have a quest. But, I don't know, there wasn't really... A I lot of build up,
1: it, yeah, but I, it was there. It was there. It just, okay just wasn't a build up. Yeah, I, I think I'm that okay with really... it, it it seemed to me like the idea was that he didn't really want to go on a quest. Yeah. That this was kind of a thing that was imposed. But it made his choice on weird. him.
0: Like um, that's what that's the thing is. It yes, makes his choice yeah. on what he does and why he would do that. It's like Seems do like it. he felt like he needed to prove himself, and so it was kind of like a. Mm-hmm. I think there needed just a tad more build up to make that choice ring fully true but really that was all i had i i mean i loved this film. (laughs) Uh, that's a minor negative for me uh this is my favorite film of 2021 right now i loved it uh first i love dev patel and i'm just gonna say this right now he he has he has never looked hotter than he looked in this one he looks so
1: hot that yellow (laughs) that they picked for him as like his color was like amazing on his skin. It like brought out everything. We really have
0: come a long way from Slumdog Millionaire, (laughs) Dave. But I thought, and I also thought he was really great in the role. Actually, I think all of our actors, Alicia Vikander in her like dual role, Mm -hmm. I thought she was, great joel edgerton is good um and he he can go a little wayward a little bland but i thought he actually was really quite good here joel edgerton who was the lord yes Mm -hmm. little barry keoghan the resident weird guy um in indie films particularly from A 24 i thought he was pretty fun in his weird little role
1: Oh, from the what was that one? The 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 deer, the sacrificing Yes, deer. the killing of a sacred deer. I hated that one. I absolutely <laughs> hated that okay, one. That's, which that's, is that's funny, a slow burn please.
0: horror that we both agreed was not. No.
1: No. If it was yeah, uh-huh. it wasn't horror enough. It wasn't slow. It was too I'm a theater kid. I like weird plays. That was just like too weird it was like nonsense for the sake of nonsense i was not a fan yeah, that- it was that was like in the same vein as mother when that came out it was like what is wrong with these directors? We, you don't just yeah. throw a bunch of garbage symbolism at people that has like no coherence whatsoever in the rest of the story. Actually, um, I know people who love
0: both. I have a friend on my other podcast, the Cinemania World podcast, who loves killing ugh. of a sacred deer. Ugh. And I just <laughs> and I know most of it was a choice. I just thought the choices they made in killing was terrible. I thought I just, that stilted dialogue was terrible. And I I just found it to be
1: an incredibly unenjoyable film. And the mother people
0: all love that too. And it's like, yeah, we get it. We got most of the symbolism because we watched it together. Yeah. It's just a bunch of mishmash symbolism smashed into one story that was yeah. just like, what the hell? Like, and then, uh, yeah, no, yeah. Darren, I've Sorry. liked a lot of Darren We're not doing a review films. on this. No. I was
1: about to lunge into like, you know, I understand sometimes it's a stilted dialogue. It's about yeah, watching no, no, no. it and understanding instead of connecting to the characters. No, we don't need to talk no. Green Knight. This night
0: film doesn't have stilted dialogue, have thankfully. Doesn't have that problem, It has yes. great, bigger performances. As I talked about, the two people yeah. from The Witch are very good. Uh, the, The prosthetic and makeup department in this film are very good. good. Actually, all the the visual effects are killer. Everything is a tiny budget, and everything.
1: Maybe the box looked a little bit
0: CGI every now and then, but Mm -hmm. overall, for Mm -hmm. the budget of this film, it looked amazing.
1: Well, and as we have discovered, having watched uh, Game of Thrones. CGI fur is very hard and takes a lot of time and so I can give I yes. every now every time I see a furry CGI thing that yeah. I'm like a little CGI I give it like a little I'll bit more it leeway because I'm like I get it they it's literally
0: wrote expensive. the wolves out of Game of Thrones for like half of seasons because they're like oh we don't have the budget to do the fur uh, but yeah I thought it looked great I thought the original score for this film was mm-hmm. amazing actually the mm-hmm. sound design in general sound design was really so effective I there's very little I didn't like. And I agree. I definitely more agree with you. And I think maybe because we haven't actually, well, well, I did read it afterward, but I feel like it took the general themes of King Arthur and it just less purified it because I mean, Mm -hmm. that's the thing is like, yeah, you want to stay true, but it it had the themes there. Mm -hmm. We just muddled it up. You know, we just got it a little bit dirtier. Like, a lot of King Arthur stories, I mean, they can get dirty, like with the stealing wives and stuff, women just being pawns and most of those stories anyway. Um, mm-hmm. But, they're, you know, they're sanitized old English stories, you know, so mm-hmm. a lot of times it can come across as a little bit bland, a little bit boring. You got to spice it up a little bit. So- and this... I think did a good enough job doing that
1: so we'll we'll get into this but basically there are no good king arthur movies (laughs) um and the big reason for that is that the king arthur legend is so incredibly long and big and complex when you just take random pieces and put them together into something that's like a digestible movie type story it when you're just watching it as a movie you're like this is weird <laughs> this doesn't quite work properly i don't know so um but yeah but so i think that that was what was good about this one right so this is one of the first ones that i'm like this is a solid film and i think part of it is that one it's not trying to tell an entire arthurian legend legend it's t- it's trying to tell you you one story it is like this one time this one guy did this one thing and then his like quest um and I, I know a lot of stuff was like kind of added in there. I feel like, um, and I don't know this, this was intentional, but I felt like it was very, um, it felt very, the Odyssey. It felt very much like Odysseus and like him encountering each of the like supernatural things. And, and so for me, the movie was all about that. Yeah odyssey, that journey through to meet all of these different characters and creatures and odd things just happening in the forest. And he learns, you know, in a typical
0: hero's story, hero's journey, he learns from each of them. He doesn't, Mm -hmm. he kind of fails most of them and then learns his lesson to move on to the next one. So that's why I, I guess I still see it in that King Arthur structure, that very classic tale structure. It's just a little It has a little tweak to it has a little difference to it and i personally i liked doing that
1: uh <laughs> i don't think we have much to like snark about on this film yeah. um because it's we both we're also just like totally in agreement about it we're like yeah. it's beautiful it's an amazing <laughs> film amazing. we loved it um yeah. i i highly recommend so i highly recommend it it's but even if you are an english nerd i think you should go and i think i think that the I think the consensus is going to be different because yeah. like my older brother is an Arthurian legend. He's like into mythology. Okay. So and I, he liked it. Okay. So I, I think it really just depends on the person. I think yeah. if you are a film nerd, you, you should go see this movie because I don't know how you will enjoy it. Just yeah. it like it, it's visually stunning. It is, script is great. The script is great. It, it's just uh, an interesting. It's a saturating thing to watch. It just all the way around encompasses you and you you just have so much going on and and a lot of times when I there's films like this where it's very like it's very symbolism heavy. yeah, I kind of get bored um, because you know it's one of those things oh, God, I'm gonna have to think about this for a while yeah. or any of this makes any sense but this one is because it's so colorful and it's so um, it's just so fun to watch. It, the symbolism, yeah. I'm, I'm happy to, like, wait and pick that apart <laughs> later. Um, I think the one thing that I wanted to talk about, and this is maybe, like, the spoilers portion of it. Okay. Um, so if you have not seen it and you don't want anything that even remotely resembles a spoiler, then turn off your, your Click out now. now for a little while and then come back in oh, a little man. while when we uh, <laughs> talk
0: about King about, Arthur. Or, stuff. King Arthur in
1: general. Um, but uh, so... Uh, Who is the Green Knight? Um, So in the original story, and again, let's say I didn't read this, but this is what my friend who is very um, felt strongly about it told me Um, in the original one. It was the Lord from the castle, which you that was what your feeling was that it was the Lord from the castle was the Green Knight. My feeling was that it was his mother. In this film, and that was the intention because it seemed to me like the idea was she knew that her son was kind of wasting away in this cycle of mm-hmm. alcohol and whores. And she knew that he needed something to make him worthy of the crown. She knew that he was like coming up as this potential thing. And so the night of the green, uh, sorry, the night of the oh, all, what, what do they table. call it? no it's oh. the the holiday i should know this i'm a witchy person <laughs> <laughs> oh I'm, a, I'm a witchy yule, woman yule, yule okay so uh what on the evening of yule when the green man appears she doesn't go to the feast Mm -hmm. she's not there she's busy witching away so my thinking is that she like summoned the green man and then at the end he gives that green thing that his mother gave him back to the green man and so it's like that returning of the protective belt thing and so I, i that was my thinking was that it was the mother from the beginning and like that that was her whole that that was my thinking was that it was her and and the other thing was Winifred said the green knight is someone you know and he didn't know the lord at the point when Winifred said the green knight is someone that you mm-hmm. know so yeah. that's why I think it was his mother
0: that was my other thing with it so the returning of the sash, I think once again is pretty open because he makes a deal with that lord of any gift you get out of my house you just promise to return it to me mm-hmm. and so we get the kiss that is given to him but then also that little boy barry keoghan's character steals his sash uh mm-hmm. that his mother gave him mm-hmm. and then alicia v Kander gives him a new one that she mm. made she uh, or it? she found i don't know what she did but she has a new one uh-huh. <laughs> um so him giving it back i I kind of interpreted as her him returning that gift that he was supposed to return, but didn't tell him about when he actually left the first castle. Um,
1: So, sidebar. Sorry, go ahead, God. No,
0: go ahead. No, you're okay.
1: (laughs) I uh, was a sidebar because I was reminded of another, like, thing. Go ahead. Yeah,
0: so that was another thing I was a little bit confused on after first watch. So there was a couple things that I you, This is definitely one of those films. If if you don't like cinema to hold your hand, this is this is right, going to be right up your alley. Because they do not hold your hand. I think everything is there for you to actually piece things together though, like he doesn't leave things or just throw crap in there for no reason. Uh, there's always, you You can analyze it and understand. But one thing I was confused on was actually his mother's role because at the beginning, it uh, filmmaking wise, they make it seem very much like she literally summoned him. Like, so that was the thing. Is She is doing magic and she is spouting mm-hmm. the words even mm-hmm. as they're being said. Then i was like i don't know um, is she the fox like is she the one telling him okay you've come far enough you're going to get killed if you go there turn back now like uh, you've proven yourself i will tell no one <laughs> um how about that i don't know i don't so, think she's the fox i didn't really
1: the think so either. Like some sort of like Magical. i think that it's i think it's like a like a reflection of his own yeah. like it's his Jiminy Cricket, right? <laughs> like his his little conscience that's there. It's like you don't need to keep going. You can. It's the, it's that doubt. I think, oh. um, it, it's the comfort. It's security. It's yeah. the maybe. I loved
0: the little fox, by the way. I loved I the fox. Thought right? he was adorable, and I loved him. Um, um, so sorry. that I think maybe it was purposefully left because she could also definitely sense. Um, mm-hmm. obviously she sensed when he chopped off the Green Knight's head because I think maybe she was like, oh, that wasn't actually what
1: <laughs> I thought you were going to do. Uh, okay. Um yeah. But I, I I think you were was it you somebody else was talking about how like why does he need a yeah. chop off his head? It seems What's like me? such an extreme measure. And I think it's just, it's arm, just arm. weird ass folklore. Like this is a theme. The <laughs> like <beheading when> you- <laughs> game is like a theme in mythology. And like when you watch
0: it, I again. Right. It's, it just plays so different when you're watching it through like a, a lens like this. You're just like, that wasn't nonsense. I mean, of course he has to yeah. do it because it's from the Arthurian legend. Uh, Gawain <laughs> chops off the knight's the head for no right. fricking reason. And if reason. he only
1: really his arm, then there's, there isn't that, uh, there isn't the extreme fear that comes with him needing to go to yeah. the green Knight and maybe but you're die. just like, dude, why did you do that?
0: <laughs> if I were sitting there, I would have been in a chair and I'd been like, what the hell? <laughs> bruh you should have just hit his arm when he laid his damn thing down done (laughs) done good in a year I'll come and you can slice my arm right here real quick and we're we're good (laughs) yep uh but yeah so what were you gonna say that you remembered
1: oh uh so another thing that my friend had pointed out which I think is like a fair uh criticism um depending on your perspective, I didn't read it this way, but I also didn't read uh, Jamie and Cersei this way. Uh, She felt like uh, Alicia Vikander's character in the castle, when she's giving him the green sash, that that was felt very rapey um, and that she felt very uncomfortable with that. And perhaps we should just stop with the depictions of rape in uh, films in general. I didn't, I didn't buy it as rape. I didn't see it as rape. No, no, no. She raped him. him. Yes, because she makes. um, She
0: raping him, I guess, makes it a little. But again, uh, I don't know, in the story again, I mean, it doesn't happen exactly the way like, you know, the whole cum shot on, mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. on the green sash. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, she does seduce him in the story. Um, yeah. And they, I guess, I don't know, I felt like she was just seducing him here too. I, I really, he didn't seem like an unwilling participant. Um, yeah. And what There's was happening to him?
1: Seemed to be a little bit of a, but I mean, I can, I can think about, I can sit and think about that theme for a while about like, how much of that is her just trying to play on his weaknesses, right? Mm-hmm. And how much is it, how 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 fair is that to him and you know there's this whole you're you're you are no uh what you are no lord you are no yeah. knight um yeah you
0: are no knight yeah i mean she manipulates him into doing that and then she yeah. leaves him she still gives yeah. him the gift um uh-huh. I don't know. It is a, I guess a, a little bit of an abrupt. I I also did not interpret that really rapey. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess because I just assumed it was meant to be like her seducing him like she does in the story. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. That's, so why do you think V. Vikander played both roles? Uh,
1: I. I don't know. I guess she's just supposed to be this symbol of desire for him. I think by making it the same actress, it makes it this more just this is his the the object of sexual desire for mm-hmm. him. Like even in the beginning, this is this mm-hmm. this horror that he is like sleeping with that he's a like kind of relationship with. Um, and then she's this Lord's wife. She's again an object of desire, whereas mm-hmm. then you have Winifred, who is. A completely not an object of desire and you at no point is that a theme for yeah, him yeah. with her same thing you know he's got his mother the queen or any other women in this <laughs> the world? blind woman
0: i yeah. forgot her name she had <laughs> a name and a little bit more of a purpose in the story too but oh. she, doesn't really have, <laughs> she doesn't really have a purpose in this film
1: no, she just has um, to be there i
0: think because she's there in the story but she kind of just like lurking around with that wrapped around her eye <laughs> yeah uh i don't know spying um, on him while he's sleeping that's a little bit more rapey so not rapey, but like a little weird he, she's, i mean she can't see him i guess i don't know but she's like an oracle of some sort i would think i don't know but
1: uh. yeah that seemed to be like a. That was, was
0: that. Make, I'm sure like there's that. a point to it too. I just didn't get it. I didn't get why she what she was doing there. But whatever, I guess. Um.
1: Um, <laughs> okay, so we could sit and pick apart this movie and all the symbolism for like ever. Basically, um, how do you
0: feel about the ending? I I will say I, most people I know love the That I've heard that like the film, they were like it was good for the first two acts, and then the third act really kind of brought it together for me.
1: Um hmm um i i don't know if i necessarily felt like the ending was like what bam amazing but i was like (laughs) happy with i thought it was really interesting i like i liked the way it played out i liked how it like went through and it took me like a while of watching his alternate future Mm -hmm. play out before i was like is this real or maybe this is just his fantasy and then I was, like, hoping it was just a fantasy to go back through. And I yes like, he's still alive. And this is just him, like, playing through. Yeah. So I thought that was a really interesting thing to do to, like, straight up. It, it was a lot, too, right? It, yeah. like a lot of times when it's like fast forward to it's like a five minute yeah. tops thing, but this was like it like played out his whole life. like it played it
0: out like it was the ending to the film. Yeah, and how so. yeah, and
1: how is he a coward? And how does this like yeah. cowardice basically and this lack of nobility follow him for the rest of his life? Yeah. um which I think is I think is cool. i, I again, like i I. I really disagreed that's, with my friend Liz. Well, that's that the it, thing is that that's, that's like it, his
0: final step of courage yeah. is
1: yeah that this isn't is show that is taking yes. off
0: the protection to to face up to to what he's done, you
1: yeah, know. Yeah, cuz the journey itself is courageous, right? Yeah. The whole thing like it, it starts with that but you know, he also like has these moments. <laughs>
0: Like we, like we all probably it. would
1: yeah, um, back in. Right. Like, and every single little thing, there's like a moment, right. Like with Winifred when he's like, she's like, my head is lost in there. And he's like, well, what do you give me if I get it? Why would you ask me that? Why wouldn't you just go get it? Like, gosh, I'm, Low a, I'm key. a ask, yeah, she was like
0: the funniest character of the film. <laughs> she was too. Good. Like
1: just those was little a, yeah. quips. Like, why would you ask? That?
0: Uh, yeah. Why and are I, you I touching know, me? Yeah, That's not I, what you should
1: be doing. <laughs> I know my friend hated the Winifred character and that it wasn't part of it. I love that it was added in there. I thought it was a really fun thing. It, again, it, it added to this whole vibe of like the journey and like this ghost that he meets. And now yeah. he's got to do this other thing for this woman. And, you know, and, and, it, and it gives you another like half of this idea of nobility of like mm-hmm. being right. Cause she's, she's murdered by a man who has no honor yeah. in the attempt to protect her honor. And it just deals with a theme that is a, not, isn't, wouldn't naturally be addressed within the context of the original story, but is then addressed through yeah. this yeah. scene with Winifred. So um,
0: to recap it, we both loved the green night. Uh, <laughs> it's visually stunning. If it particularly, if this film is not nominated for Best Cinematography, <laughs> throw the whole damn award away. Because
1: <laughs> it doesn't mean anything.
0: Nothing this year has even come close. And just in general, being people that watch quite a few films every single yeah. year, I, I can't imagine there are five films that are going to be better this, shot and, than this.
1: And this movie was the one I was like, they need a category of the Oscars for a, a Location Scout. Oh. Because whoever found all of these location like it's it these are clearly real places with i mean there's not a lot of cgi in terms of like the settings that they've created it's these vast beautiful gorgeous lands and i need to know where they were shot because these are just like i want to go i want to be there yeah i want to be (laughs) i need to come on right up enchanted forest please um so
0: that's the main one have you seen uh lowry's other films i've seen peach dragon and I've seen oh, his not. film A Ghost Story.
1: No, I haven't.
0: You didn't watch a ghost story, huh?
1: No. I that was back in the that was that came out right when Casey Affleck was a piece of shit and that wasn't was like, oh, my like investing. It's a little
0: easier attention. to stomach because he's literally covered the whole film. Like he's literally just a sheet. He doesn't mm-hmm. really act. He just is like <laughs> walking around they're walking uh,
1: under a ghost sheet. <laughs> so it seems like this guy, this director's general vibe is like kind of deeply symbolic sort of filmy film film.
0: Yes. Uh, and then Pete Dragon obviously is a Disney remake. Yeah. Uh, it's a little different, but I think he added a lot of heart to that one too. And as we said on our live action animated hybrids you
1: hated the original <laughs> i hated the original
0: i really enjoy the the new one so i liked it a lot but something that most people don't like at all actually king arthur adaptations yes. when it comes to film yes. and to an extent television <laughs> um so yeah why wow. you mentioned a little bit, it's just so yeah. much. It's just so yeah. So the, the,
1: much. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So that, that seems to be the main thing is that a lot of the Arthurian legends, just it's a lot to try and fit into a whole movie. Um, I, I believe uh, there's one, there's a movie called Excalibur that I wanted to watch, but didn't actually get around to watching. That one seemed to be the one that people felt like was, kind of the closest Mm -hmm. in terms of like accuracy but it's also one that people are like that thing is fucking wild and weird as shit so like (laughs) even when it's close it's crazy so it just ends up being kind of weird um and I think for that reason that is why I tend to favor the films that are focused on Merlin because I like the magic and you like magic. if you ask any any King Arthur nerd, he'll tell you Merlin is not that big of a deal in the stories. He kind of like shows up for a while he does some stuff and then he kind of like disappears for a really long time and is not like a huge part of the story um, and it's just as time has gone on and we as a culture have gotten more interested in like the magical and supernatural sort of aspects yeah. of stories that Merlin has started to like take over as a character. Like also popular character of the king arthur tales he's yeah he's also like there's so much you can do with a wizard that makes it a fun character um so that is why most of my favorite king arthur (laughs) films are based around merlin um Mm -hmm. and and tend to be a lot of the like popular ones are based around merlin except for the most popular uh probably very strangely the highest ranked uh probably in anybody's book king arthur film Monty Python and the Holy Grail.
0: Yes. So that is the one exception overall, like across the board, because it's King Arthur. <laughs> it's, we got to put the quotes. King uh, <laughs> the King Arthur adaptation. Yes. It's ridiculous. It's, you know, fun. It's but, funny, obviously, and really smart. So, but also,
1: having now read and researched and listened to a bunch of, like, uh, Arthurian nerds talk about it, it actually seems incredibly appropriate, the ending, where they're just like, and then everything fell apart. <laughs> because, like, it kind of seems yeah. like... <laughs> What happens in the legends is that, like, and then everything fell apart, and then everything was crazy, and it was nuts. So, um, doesn't seem inappropriate (laughs) And, and makes the entire kind of structure of it kind of like fitting. Um, I mean, I will say in the legend of the holy grail king arthur does not want the grail that like the whole point of that legend is that king arthur is like no don't go do that we're having a great time here in camelot everything's great you do not need to go get that thing and they don't even want it for like youth or anything it's like it's this like (laughs) we just want it for the 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 nobleness of it yeah because of god to be closer to god and uh, it's really just like vanity and they get punished. And that's, you know, that's the moral of the story is doing there's shit a movie just for the pride camelot, is right? Silly. I feel like I've yeah. seen camelot. So there's, a, there's a musical called Camelot. So um, I feel like I've seen it. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, it's been a while. It's like,
1: that's another that's a popular problem.
0: one. A lot of these, uh, it's been a while since I've watched. Uh, I rewatched just because you liked it. So I was like, let me <laughs> rewatch it. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen it. And it's the sword in the stone. This uh, monster, Disney. everyone
1: who hates the sword in the stone, oh, who hates the sword in the stone? Watching it again, honestly, <laughs> if they had just,
0: if we had just focused on Merlin and gotten to Madame Mim so much earlier, like she needed to be our main antagonist. I from do the agree, get-go.
1: Madame Mim does not get enough play in that. She movie. is she's the best great part in the whole yeah. film. Uh, she's and she's introduced
0: villain. like. At the very end, out of nowhere, we're like, oh, Madam Mim. And i like, no, no, she should have been the antagonist this whole time. It's such a weird movie. The, like, little lessons he sends Arthur on are so weird and dumb. It's so cute. I'm like, I'm like oh, this is stupid.
1: I'm <laughs> like,
0: this is ridiculous. And watching it's... it again, I was like, no, this is still terrible. All it's the way up such... into Madame Mim, this is horrible
1: and it's one of the only king arthur stories that has an accurate depiction of how king arthur ends up finding the sword which is that he is supposed to bring his brother's sword he forgets it and then goes and runs <laughs> and he sees this random sword and is like ah i'm just going to grab it and he takes it and that's like that's supposed to be a part of the legend because it's not like he takes the sword for any sort of like honor and and like glory, he takes it because he needs he needs to give it to someone else because yeah. it like needs to he, his brother needs it. Um and this
0: is like what his stepbrother has father Yeah, brother, it's brother. yeah
1: something like, it's it's like adopted brother. Yeah, it's like adopted um, brother. I don't
0: know. That movie is weird. It is very weird. And I, I don't understand movie. it. Um, I
1: love the owl. I think I forgot how amazing the Shady Owl is. Owl. When I read,
0: watched it again. He was fun. He was definitely like the part where I'm like, okay, yeah. So it's Madame Mim and the Owl are the all stars. Yeah, absolutely. everything to do with the actual characters from King Arthur's tales are the bad. I mean, Merlin is okay. Like he's not horrible. But...
1: Merlin. He's that's a fun rendition of Merlin. I think. I also think a lot of renditions of Merlin kind of stemmed from that.
0: Let well, get um, the one that you had me watch. So, I, yes. Okay. Spoiler alert: <laughs> I ahead. won't watch Zack Snyder's Justice League because it's four hours long. It's real hard. But I did sit down to watch this little about three hour something mini series.
1: It, was, it wasn't three hours. It actually is only like two hours long because is it, is it, it because was like two fifteen or something. Yeah, because it. So yeah, it was like two. Yeah, it was like a, it was like 345 minute things, okay. something like that, Because but it was like, right? So that's why I was it like, I think this long. this kind of qualifies as like a movie because really this was made in 1998, back in the olden days when three-hour movies were unacceptable. A Other two than Titanic. Hour movie. Titanic was, was the only
0: one that could get away with it.
1: Yeah, a two-hour movie was unacceptable. Yeah, I don't know if anybody remembers getting the Titanic VHS and there was like two cassettes.
0: <laughs> Spoiler alert. Okay, so you want to call monster again uh when i was growing up i would just put in the second titanic because <laughs> the first part watch. was so boring to me as a child to watch the, the boat <laughs> i fail. would just put in the second half of titanic <laughs> so that's, Ooh, that's where, where we you. were as a, as a child that's what i found entertaining <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, Merlin starring Sam Neill uh, as yes. Merlin himself. I so have never all the millennials
1: that. Uh, that are listening are going to remember this, maybe. was um, a big um, deal? This is from the olden Helena Bonham Carter. Uh, who oh, yeah. Helena Bonham Carter is in it. Uh is in it. Petey. Martin Short is in it. Um, I think that that's the major, like, big names that I was are like, in is it. Is
0: this, like, Guinevere, what sparked Cersei to come? Oh, yeah. Yes. Is and is Cersei this, is one of Is this here. Lena Headey. Is this baby Cersei yes. on our screen here? Because she, she was Cersei. little with her hair and her outfits. Mm-hmm. It did give me early season Cersei mm-hmm. vibes. Not quite as diabolical. Fair <laughs> did not behave like <laughs> Cersei behaved. But, you so, know. Uh,
1: so Merlin is one of those movies that I, like, remember very, very fondly from my childhood and was afraid that when I watched it again, it would, like, not have aged well. This aged well. I think it aged pretty well. But, you know, obviously the CGI is not amazing. Thing, but i i think i'm okay with it because I it's like watching it i was like this is definitely ran this is some <laughs> kitschy
0: very yeah, like,
1: I'm okay yes. theatrical yes. type of
0: stuff going oh on in oh, this
1: oh, Rand richardson that's the other awesome person who plays um queen mab and is amazing and lady of the, the lake mab is <laughs> she's Everything. so good it's so queen so Mab camp the show Yes. Queen Mab is so good. She's got this voice that she uses the entire time. And
0: I love the weird, like, overreactions to random
1: stuff. (laughs) It's good. It's good. She's a good villain.
0: It was so fun. She's also a good villain
1: because you, like, understand where she's coming from. She was like, I need them to not forget me. Like, I will cease to exist. I will say...
0: I very much was on her side for a good part of the beginning mm-hmm. act of this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, she starts to go
1: in a little ham, a little so bit. Wild. Being a monster. Yeah. But at first I was
0: like, I don't yeah. think her
1: request is that
0: unreasonable.
1: Yeah. Okay. So the other good thing about this one is this one actually covers some of like the fucked up fuckery that happens in Arthur's like um being conceived, which is basically uh his father, who is the king, wants to like bang this other lord lord's wife and so he uh, in the in the merlin what he does is he like um he basically like disguises himself as merlin
0: to disguise him as as her
1: husband while he like basically murders her husband and like his entire like uh he, he sends like his soldiers to kill the husband and all these other and his like entire army and then he comes back disguised as the husband and he has sex with this woman and then that is how you get arthur um in merlin arthur is promised to merlin and that is like how merlin ends up like raising him to a point um but in the books he's just like he's like given to like a lord um in the in the legends um so but yeah that's a, like fucked up fuckery and that's a, that's one of the things that they cover in Excalibur is, is like weirdness like there's a whole thing about like how <laughs> they apparently they have sex while he's like wearing a full suit of armor which is like weird <laughs> and it just fits weird in people's memories um that was yeah so the high <laughs> camp and oh, well, uh, see
0: and that's a good it's an interesting thing that I wish the series had, you know, stopped to really evaluate a bit more mm-hmm. is him getting judged. He does get judged, but he doesn't get judged quite as harshly as he should have. I was like, you literally just did what homegirl's been doing and maybe mm-hmm. even worse because she hasn't. Yeah, <laughs> she not like made rape happen before our eyes. Like, sure. uh, um...
1: I mean, <laughs> To be fair, he is then like punished, right? Like because then then there's the weird incest thing between Morgana and and Guys, this is part of the legend for real. Uh, King Arthur ends up sleeping with his sister, who's not actually Morgana. Morgana, Morgana no. is like destroyed in a first. I think they just like her name, but for whatever reason, Morgana always ends up being his evil sister. But actually, <laughs> she had two daughters. And so Morgana is like one is the sister of the one that King Arthur has sex with and then has Mordred and Mordred. <laughs> Sorry, I have to say Mordred now because Helena Bottom Carter plays Morgana with this list, so it's Mordred <laughs> instead of Mordred, and she also um, is
0: fabulously ridiculous.
1: So good uh, and ridiculous, yeah. <laughs> she. Did- i highly recommend it you can watch it for free it's on like youtube it's on like i think i watched it on voodoo
0: because i have a voodoo account yeah it's it's
1: accessible all over the place and i highly recommend it it's like a fun 1998 (laughs) campy film and and it's enjoyable it's it's sam neill right around his jurassic park peak it does cover a lot of
0: ground it's another one of those that really i mean it covers merlin from baby all yeah. the way up, like Conception Baby, mm-hmm. all the way up to his death. Like, well, yes.
1: Mm-hmm. There is also apparently a sequel, which I have not seen and I've heard is oh. a travesty. So we did not even to cover or move into that. Well,
0: there was also um, a King Arthur film. Is it Kira Knightley is in
1: it? Oh, is yeah, uh, yes. There is a King Arthur film. I did not watch that one without so Owen. So hard.
0: With especially early 2000s. Any of the period pieces, Kira Knightley was the star. (laughs) She was period piece woman for quite some time uh, in Hollywood. They were like, yes, you have the look we need. You will fit perfectly in this King Arthur age. Um, So there was that one.
1: Is it just that she was the British it girl for the longest time? Before they decided they loved everyone British all the time, there was Kira Knightley. Who was the British lady that was her age in all the movies. And then we recently got Guy
0: Ritchie doing mm-hmm. King Arthur <laughs> and so the Legend of the Sword. You said
1: you really liked this movie. I
0: had fun with King Arthur.
1: I had fun in the beginning. I knew you but were going to like. Went off the it. rails, and I was like, "What the hell is this movie? What is happening? Even it just like stopped oh making God. sense, and it's just, just go ham." Like, yeah, it's I, I, I enjoy Maybe. the game. I really like that version of Arthur. I really enjoyed yeah. his like swaggery. Sort Maybe of, I was just like, entranced by Charlie. <laughs> I mean, he's super uh, hot. That might have been...
0: Just, I mean, full transparency. I told, may have just been completely transfixed by Charlie and in the film. Yeah,
1: I think when you told... You were, we were talking about King Arthur. You're like, you gotta... I was like, oh yeah, King Arthur oh, yeah. with uh, Hottie McHotHot. Yeah. <laughs>
0: and then Jude Law in those fabulous costumes. Um,
1: Jude Law is also camping it up and like selling it. <laughs> Jude Law was everything it in was that film lot. to me as
0: well. Like it was a lot and yeah. i think maybe those two performances overshadow the weird stuff like that giant anaconda snake in the third act
1: I, right? I was okay but yeah that was weird yeah it just gets like it goes off the rails at some point it's like good towards the beginning i can i can dig on the like oh i have to learn how to channel excalibur i yeah. can dig on he's like the idea of him is he's forced to try and take it out of the stone yeah. like i'm i'm down for all of these things also i really liked the depiction of the sirens mm, that, yeah. was yeah, no, very- that was some very very, Very interesting, dark, scary version of Sirens that I was here for. The thing Um, is, Guy Ritchie as a director, you got to watch it. Like, I don't know why they pick
0: him for some projects. And a King Arthur project is very strange for Guy Ritchie to direct. Because he has a very certain style that he likes to do his stuff in. Yeah. And and, uh, same thing with Aladdin. Uh, (laughs) There are some parts where you're just like, stop, Guy Ritchie, don't do this
1: (laughs) He directed Aladdin? He did. He was the director <laughs> of Aladdin. Why?
0: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why they He's chose the, Guy Ritchie yeah. to direct think, Aladdin. It is yeah. baffling.
1: I think you need to give him um, movies that are very focused on the characters so that it doesn't really matter. Characters and cool fight scenes seems like that I'm down for. Yeah, and it like it also needs to move so fast that the incoherence is like you just glaze right <laughs> over it. You keep going and you don't even need to like... Yeah.
0: And the characters uh, need to be British or Australian. Those are the two. That's what he likes. He has that type of humor. I mean, King Arthur is British, so whatever. Mm -hmm. But Aladdin is not. Um, Also, Aladdin, Disney. I know we've been doing better, but we couldn't gotten somebody of color to direct aladdin i don't know that's a little strange some really not only a white dude but a white dude who makes the whitest dude style of movies like his (laughs) filmmaking style is white dude (laughs) uh so (laughs)
1: um okay other king arthur movies that we wanted to talk about uh i think we i I remember i specifically watched uh was it a kid in king arthur's court the kid the kid who would be king the kid who would be king so i fun. thought that movie was so cute honestly it's like one of the best king arthur films it's, pretty, it's very cute it's very very sweet. cute uh i live for that that boy who plays young <laughs> merlin is hilarious so Good, killed me and i would like to watch him i give him <laughs> a show i would just sit yeah. and watch that kid be weird for an entire binge-worthy seasons worth of watching. This person, he was yeah. really funny, and the message of it was very cute. And, and his
0: little court was fun. His court was got cute. a little black girl as part of King Arthur's court yes. uh, in this film. Yes, <laughs> uh, she was
1: a badass part of it. I yeah. also enjoy, um, you know, I always enjoy when like when black characters are not sp- only put in the role of. The hero and they're or they're only put in the role of the tragic character. Like she's a bully in this one. Like she <laughs> is kind of a dick. And I yeah. think that people of all colors should be able to be representing themselves as all different types of people because we're all very, it doesn't matter what color you are, there are lots of different types of people inside <laughs> of all of those. Yeah. Um, but and so Merlin she definitely different.
0: steals the show In this film Like I mean Merlin is the star oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of this I actually honestly.
1: So uh, Patrick Stewart Love Patrick Stewart And he's the old version it's of Merlin He's also funny I, He had up, like his little moments But the, like, kid back the kid steals it The kid steals was, it <laughs> He
0: stole that movie <laughs> <Yes. Yeah. laughs> And it's fun because it It's like but, uh, the kids uh, get to be the hero
1: Hand snapping <laughs> thing for magic Is one of my favorite things I've yeah. ever seen I I've never seen that in a movie before, and I don't know who told him to do that or if he came up with it as an own, but that was- Genius. And so good. Yes, just snapping and like clapping was so good. <laughs> um, okay, so that one was really good. What else was on our list of um, King Arthur films that we liked or did not Basically. like? Well, there's so
0: many- <laughs> I've avoided oh, a lot last of them. Night,
1: oh, that was another one. I, I haven't oh, watched. Have you seen that one. That one with uh, Patrick um, Stewart. Patrick
0: Stewart. I, uh, or not Patrick Stewart. Nancy Patrick. John
1: Connery, Connery and, and Richard yeah. Gere. And that French lady who was the French lady that was in all the movies for a while. I forgot her yeah, name. No, I don't think I've seen it. Um, oh, last night. Okay, well, that one's, I, I that one's seen. fine. That one just focuses on the like Lancelot Guinevere thing. Um, yeah. And... That one's okay. The Such main problem with story. that one is it's yeah, it's just it's basically like the love story version yeah, of it of and course. I don't like I'm generally kind of uncomfortable with the Lancelot Guinevere yeah. storyline because like Lancelot has a wife and he basically like she dies because he cheats on her and breaks <laughs> her heart. Um <laughs> it's a very extreme thing to do. Guys, don't don't die because your partner cheated on you. That seems like a a bit much um but uh yeah so i'm always weird about that because it's just like this weird romanticizing of um adultery and at least like in for in a lot of the versions of king arthur he uh this they're punished, right? Like they're they're kind of like written off and out of the story. And I guess in the real, in the real legend, there's like a whole thing. You like it also takes place. So the other thing is that appa- again, we're talking about how like King Arthur stories, when they're swooshed together, make a lot less sense and yeah. don't mean as much. So the thing is the thing with Lancelot and Guinevere in the legend happens like way later. A lot of the movies that we see, it makes it seem like King Arthur brings Guinevere and they're married for like a year or less. And Lancelot shows up and like steals his wife but like in the legend they've been together for a really long time by the time she like starts to stray at that point it starts to get like a little bit more understandable right like i like i i don't condone cheating or adultery but i do at least understand a little bit more yeah. that mentality of like oh I, I he's not paying attention to me uh, and this man is And I am still a woman who needs to have her needs Fulfilled yeah. and this is What happens but, um, That's like the kind of weird God. Well because
0: they always frame Guinevere As like even in the I think even in the tale as like the downfall to King Arthur Like yeah. uh,
1: She's a, just, So in the legend They I run just, off, they just does have think. like an affair And like yeah. doesn't really like She goes off to a convent and then uh, Lancelot basically like does something chivalrous and <laughs> re-earns his like knighthood uh, his place of not hating yeah. in Arthur's <laughs> book, I guess. Um, just, just,
0: yeah, that whole story is weird to me. I don't I don't know. I prefer that's not my favorite part of it. I I think that's the other thing i like magical stuff i like when we get weird and magical that's and why the merlin made for tv movie is the best the knighthood stuff is just a little bit boring most of the time you gotta add you, that's why i need stuff added and i think again that's that's why the great knight is my favorite definitively of this not good uh line of films
1: overall pile <laughs> of
0: crap yeah it's just
1: it's, uh, all, like, it's in, here and here's the thing that i find really fascinating about it we fucking love the King Arthur tale. They they keep doing it over and over and over again. We all know, everybody in the English-speaking world knows the story of King mm-hmm. Arthur. We effing love it. And yet none of the movies do a very good job. They I can't. think that, that the core story, there's something about the core story that we still really like. I think mm-hmm. partially it's that it is that it's one of a lot for, for a lot of us is our first exposure to like magic and mm-hmm. fantasy. And it feels very much like the, the grandfather of all of our fantasy love. Mm-hmm. And I think that has got to be part of it. And then of course you've got like your, just your English nerds who've read the whole yeah. thing and they're like, listen, this is great. Got to understand. Um, <laughs> I read one guy's article and he's planning on trying to convert lover the entire um, Arthurian legends into books. He's, it's like a 25 book series. This guy is working on, and he's written like three or four of them already. So these these people are out there. Part of me wants to read it, and part of me is like, this is just too weird. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's it's a fascinating sort of piece of our culture that we all love, mm-hmm. and also manages to consistently be kind of it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Even it's, like, it's... I know some people really like the um, the Merlin show. That one's like fairly well rated. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about
0: that. I don't know. We hear a lot about like unfilmable books. And I don't know. Apparently King Arthur is unfilmable. Like <laughs> it doesn't feel like it should be. And that's why they keep trying it because it feels like we should be able to make this movie. Apparently it's unfilmable because I... we can't do it. <laughs>
1: yeah they they keep trying i guess camelot was also like a very very popular musical for a while and so i think Mm. also if you like do something fun with it and new right monty python yes i think we like the flavor of king arthur more than we necessarily like the actual story because it seems like it seems like that seems to be the ones we like the best right like Monty Python yeah. on the Holy Grail is a flavor of King Arthur. There's like yeah. a character named King Arthur and they joke for a while about how uh, uh, there's a mythical aquatic tot who made him the king. Of- <laughs> I didn't vote for you. Um, yeah, we joke about that for a while. Yeah. Um, we, we really enjoyed um, the kid who would be king, which is yeah. again, it's, it's King Arthur flavored? flavored. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I love I that's it but it's a fantasy. And it, I it think is- when you just take the
0: skin, like talking in video game terms, skinning your film in King Arthur, but doing a different tale of it, like a, a reimagined King Arthur, a lot of times is more interesting <laughs> than when they try to just straight up do a King Arthur.
1: Yeah. It seems like you might be more successful picking one specific story mm-hmm. like around the, like King Arthur. Like the Green Knight. Like the Green Knight and like going with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think that is the sum up of our thoughts on yes. King Arthur. So make the sure movie.
0: to let us know, first off, did you love The Green Knight? Whether you did or you didn't, also let us know if you've actually read Sir Gawain and The Green Knight and or how
1: you feel. Is it Sir Gawain or Sir Garwain or is it Sir <laughs> Gawain? <laughs> there you go. That was one of my favorite things about The Green Knight and like not in a good way. <laughs> that. They just, everybody said his name differently. They didn't care. Let's talk about that. <laughs> anyway, they just
0: went with it. They said, screw it. it. This is a weird let name. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, how would you pronounce
0: it? <laughs> but also, let us know how does the Green Knight stack up against past uh, King Arthur tales? And What is your favorite King Arthur adaptation? Is it one we mentioned? Is it one that we just completely uh, glossed over? Let us know all of your thoughts. If you're watching on YouTube, you can do so in the comment section. Otherwise you can hit us up on our Cinema Snarks Twitter page, as well as our Instagram page. Ren, do you wanna let everyone know where they can find you on the internet?
1: You can find me at Ren Manley on Twitter or at RennyPoo13 on Instagram. Perfect.
0: And you can follow me at Chili Boy YT on Twitter and then Chili Boy Productions on both YouTube and Instagram. That is also where you can watch our beautiful faces as we discuss all of these podcasts. So we'll see you next time or you'll hear us next time. Bye. (laughs)